following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah! This is Talkin' Cowboys. Streaming live from the Dallas Cowboys World Headquarters at the Star in Frisco. Hand on Elliott, plowing to the goal line. Barry, sacked by Lord. Prescott keeps it, and he bangs it into the touchdown. And now your hosts, Isaiah Stanback, Heckma Harrison, Rob Phillips, and Kyle Yeomans. Welcome into Talking Cowboys, presented by Tostitos, the official chip and the official dip of the Dallas Cowboys as Dallas takes care of business at home on Sunday afternoon. A 44-20 win over the New York Giants, and we're here to talk about it here over the next 45 minutes on another Victory Monday. Gosh, that's so good to hear. Oh, there's the music again. I love it. We always are celebrating a Cowboys dub, especially in a year like last year where it took you until, what, week 14, week 15 to get your fourth win? And the Cowboys are now 4-1, and one, and we've only had to deal with it for five weeks of the year? Feeling good, Billy Ray. Feeling good. Billy Ray. Wow. <laughs> Feeling good. What a weekend. Yeah, you know, right? What a weekend. Yeah, you're of football. on a specific high, aren't you? Yeah, you made me choose between the what's the better crowd <laughs> pregame? Red carpet. Kyle Field or AT&T? I did. What am I supposed to say? Did you storm I the say, field? Huh? Did you storm the field? I stormed my living room, man. Yeah. I stormed that living room. I love it. Man. I, I was looking for you. I was looking for you. I said, I know if he is out there somewhere. <laughs> but he God, wasn't in the stadium yet, but he's going to get in there somehow. Man, it's just been a crazy weekend of sports. I mean, from the Texas OU game, mm-hmm. which was nuts, and I didn't even get to see the end of it because oh, it was I was wild. at another game. Yep. Uh, but then the fight. Did you get Did you get a chance to see the fight? Did, did you? not. Oh, man, what a fight. Isaiah did. What a fight. It, it was Tyson Fury. Mm. Had a couple fights on the field Deontay yesterday. Deontay Wilder. Yeah, that was that was a – and then, you know, obviously Sunday was just <laughs> – Cowboys were just – it was a taking care of business sort of day. Yeah. I mean, it didn't start off great. You had a couple hiccups early on. You were able to right the ship and then just put them away. I mean, that was kind of – it was almost step for step the same – analysis that we would have had on the Carolina game, where Carolina came out, punched them in the mouth. I wouldn't say it was really a hiccup from the Cowboys in that game. I think that was more of Carolina being a better team uh, than New York early on, whereas you kind of shot yourself in the foot early in this well, game. Well, after they, after they lose to the to the Eagles, I don't know if that can actually be said anymore by Carolina. But Good point. I mean, but you're right. I mean, they faced adversity in both of these games, and I think the turnaround from last year to this year is how – they, in turn, throw another blow. So I think that's, that's again, that's the biggest difference from last year. I love to see it in every level that we have. I mean, the offense had some letdowns, had some turnovers. Defense held up their end of the bargain, got those guys the ball back. And, man, this Dak is balling right now. He's balling, and it may not have started out that way. But really, I, I wanted to ask you about the interview uh, yes, last, last night from Dak and just admitting you know, about his nerves. Yeah, I know Chris is looking for that cut. We'll see if we can get it. But he was blatantly honest about, you know, I, I, I said I wasn't thinking about the injury from last year, but once I got out there, it was in the back of my mind. I saw the cart when Saquon Barkley gets carted off, and I'm like, get Whew. that thing away from me. I don't want to look at it. 
I don't know. I mean, I think he was downplaying it during the week, but I wonder if you get into that situation, you get on the field and you realize, whoa, this is kind of eerie. I mean, because we were talking about it all week. And there's times when he gets hit and somebody's down around his ankles. I mean, I yep. I kind of blink, you know? And, and so you can imagine what he's thinking. So that was pretty candid from a big-time player to say, I, I had a mental fog early in the game and I had to snap out of it. And... Maybe he can finally bury this thing, like he said during the spring. Like, just finally, it's over now. Let's just move forward. What do you think, Isaiah? Yeah, I mean, I think it was pretty apparent that he wasn't on his game early on. Uh, I know Kyle and I were arguing about it in the studio. Uh, it was, from my from, from a player's perspective, I could tell that he was just wasn't there. Now, I didn't know what the reason was, um, but his decision-making, his release points in terms of where he released the ball at, all those things just weren't on point uh, early on. But then, uh, you know, to Eggman's point, he figured it out and got things rolling. Um if that was what was bothering him, then I'm glad that he buried that and got it out the way. I mean, obviously, coming with one day out from uh, exactly a year from the previous injury, Saquon Bar- you know, Barkley getting taken out on a cart, um, guys grabbing his ankle and him sitting up there, you know, trying to throw the ball. I mean, there's a lot of things that kind of make make him have flashbacks, a little, a little PTS um, in terms of his injury. But, um, you know, at the end of the day, he showed up and played the rest of the game, played it well. And we're 365 days today. I mean, it happened October 11th, 2020, and here we are, October 11th, 2021, and maybe this is the chance. Maybe now that it's come full circle, you've made it past your game, the Cowboys not reporting any new injuries following last night's win, so maybe this is the chance for it to come full circle and to move on and to continue his, I mean, magnificent season. He threw, what, nine incompletions, ten incompletions? Three touchdowns again. He's thrown at least three touchdowns in four of the five games this year. It's hard to play ball better than Dak Prescott is playing ball right now. Yeah, it is. And I just think that one interception, man, that was a hell of an athletic play by the defensive the linebacker for the Giants. You know, it, and you got to give credit where credit is due. But, again, that throw, I want to go – the throw to CD, mm-hmm. that was a – the boy, he couldn't have walked that ball up and handed it uh, to CD any better. That was just awesome. And also really good to see CD get back in, in, the, in the groove of things for the offense. Because for a while, obviously Amari Cooper, they're going to be rolling coverage his way to try and take 19 out. But just good to see 18 get his. And Cedric, <laughs> number one, Cedric Wilson is balling out too. Yeah, he is. I think there were three throws in that ball game that stuck out to me. One was the Cooper uh, touchdown in the middle where he kind of fitted in between two guys. The other one was C.D. Lamb, of course, over the top. And like you just said, man, that was a dime. Yeah. And then the other one was the throw to Cedric Wilson on the sideline where Wilson made a magnificent grab, but that ball could not have been placed better from Dak Prescott. I mean, he's dealing it, but now we're starting to see, especially with guys like Lamb getting more involved and then Wilson coming in and making a couple plays, the depth of the wide receiving core that we knew was there already. Yeah, there's going to be a robust free agent market for C- uh, Cedric Wilson next yeah. spring. I think uh, he he he's going to have opportunities as an unrestricted free agent if he if he if the Cowboys let him get there. Uh, you mentioned the throw to to Amari Cooper as well. That was a, a, a he threaded that in there on a nice kind of double move there. But yeah, it, Michael Gallup's not even back yet, and and we're talking <laughs> about the production of this offense putting up 44 points despite and 500 yards and 500 yards. It felt like a college game. It really did. Uh, and that's with turning the ball over twice in your first three drives. And then w- the second drive of the game, Dak hits Dalton Schultz right in the hands in the end zone, and he drops it. So um, three points out of those first three drives, they very easily could have topped 50 points in this game. Uh, and you mentioned the 500 yards. The interception with Dak, 
he kind of telegraphed it. I mean, he was staring down Zeke in the flat, and it actually Pat Mahomes had the same pick last night. Mm-hmm. You know, where you're trying to, you know, you're trying to get it over a a an athletic defensive lineman, and then the you know the snap exchanges haven't been consistently great, and that might have factored into the fumble as well. Um, but when you can do what they did despite those mistakes, uh, and I, I know the Giants are not on their level, the record shows it, but. That's still impressive. Really, really impressive the way they're playing right now. I want to go back to the interception because, Isaiah, I remember you saying something about this yesterday. But who do you fault on that interception? Is it Dak Prescott for for looking down a receiver? Or do you chalk it up to just a defender making a good play? Yeah, it's straight mechanics. It's a combination of both. I mean, obviously, this is the NFL. So you know, everybody can make a play. Um, but, you know, you have to allow for defense alignment to make plays sometimes when you give them that opportunity. Um, his footwork was bad. Um, he was drifting away. He threw it. You know, he obviously was staring him down. All those things play into a part as to why the ball was the way it was. Um, it, I would chalk it up if he didn't do it again, and it was almost he almost had two of the same type of plays. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was that was just bad mechanics. And again, he, he already admitted his his mentally wasn't there. So um, he'll sure that up. Um, but you know, those are plays when that you can't make. Obviously, as we look down the road and as we raise our expectations for the for the team and organization, um, those are t- plays that you just can't make. That you need to make those corrections now against these teams that we're playing against because the teams that come down the road will be a little bit more difficult, and they will take advantage of those. Isn't it amazing how quarterbacks, each quarterback, those top-tier quarterbacks are so different. Aaron Rodgers made a throw in overtime to Randall Cobb, backing up, falling back, it makes that throw. And, you know, nobody's talking about how technical he is or isn't. He just gets it done. And so, like, I'm not going to psychoanalyze the dub. We dubbed it, you know. And the great thing about yesterday, we've been talking about the one-two punch of Tony Pollard and Ezekiel Elliott, and we saw that on full display. And I've said it before, you know, and we talk about the money that Zeke is making in this one-two punch. As long as Zeke is the knockout blow, which you saw yesterday, and he just pretty much sealed the deal. I love it. Back-to-back. 100-yard gains, ties Michael Irvin for 47th of on 100-yard games as well. So, I mean, all of that is big time, man. He's in great company and just seemed to be getting going as you see his reps or his carries go up after each and every week. That confidence of that offensive line is skyrocketing right now. I mean, you saw it early in the game. You saw it throughout the game. You see, you see Cedric, or excuse me, Connor Williams getting in a little bit of a scuffle here and there. I mean, they have each other's back, and you can see that confidence growing, especially when you run for two hundred freaking yards again. Yeah, and you saw the athleticism of the O line too. Connor yeah. Williams pulling to the right. They ran right a lot, which says something about Terrence Steele and the way he's blocking. Uh, Ezekiel Elliott. And Tony Pollard both over five yards a carry, and I don't know for the for the season what it is, but they're both close to that average. It, it's it's ridiculous right now the way they're running the football. Yeah, and it, it, you know, you guys asked me in pregame kind of what the approach should be, and I felt like it was a cop out, but it's it, it seriously is like when when the Giants play back. Just run at them, and that's what they did. And they tried to mix up their coverages a little bit. They would stack the box, and that's one thing Mike McCarthy liked out of this game was they knew we were going to run it. They tried to fit it that way against it, and we were still able to run with success. So that's encouraging going forward, too. Can we give a shout-out to Dalton Schultz? Yes, definitely. I think he's I mean, obviously with all this firepower we have, he's being overlooked. I think just in, in retrospect, he, he's balling. 
Dalton Schultz is balling, and not only in, in the stat sheet, but the things that he's doing also in the run game. He's blocking his butt off. He's obviously he's under he's undersized in terms of his ability to block some of these defensive linemen, but he's giving it 100 percent effort. Um, the things that he's doing in terms of uh, taking coverages away from guys and allowing other guys to get plays, and then he's been almost averaging six doggone catches a game. The only only game he didn't have six catches was the Chargers. He had two catches. Every other game he's had six catches. He had six for 79 yesterday. Leading no, receiver. Yeah, no second t- leading receiver. Yeah, second leading Lamb receiver. Lamb had yeah. 84. Oh, I'm sorry. He had the most no, catches. Did. Yes, yeah. correct. But yeah. I mean, he, I mean, six six catches a game almost on average. Um, you know, he has three touchdowns in these five games. This dude is balling. Shout out to Linda Wells, uh, Linda Wells, in the, in the tight end room, the coach for getting this dude turned around. Uh, Jarwin is is present, but I think Jar- obviously now when you look at some of these more um, in dire passing situations, it's Schultz out there. It's not Jarwin. And I think you you talk about the it's just the things that doesn't show up on the stat sheet for yep. for Schultz. You know, taking that coverage where they're having to honor him, but also his blocking. Yep. That that's refreshing because we didn't feel like we had that. And you know, we were looking to sprinkle and other guys, but when you can you don't you don't have to trade out your guys especially on running plays and Schultz is handling business like man 86 he balling yeah he's and he's become such a security blanket for Dak Prescott that it's it's uncanny it's almost every time Prescott's in trouble and he's seeing that clock tick 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 in his head he looks over and there's 86 open ready to catch a football and that's why he gets those grabs every game and he has six catches along the way because Dak knows he can have a guy like Dalton Schultz to rely on additionally I mean he's such a success story from a guy who's just worked hard I mean, he came into this league as a, a mid-round pick, somebody that, at least at the early parts of his career, did not live up to expectations. And you you ask anybody in the locker room, first guy in, last guy to leave. I mean, Dalton Schultz is right in that, that group of names that would be said there. I mean, we see it every time we're allowed to watch practice. He's out there on the jugs machine far after everybody's already gone back into the locker room. So kudos to Schultz to be ready for an opportunity like this and really carving out a role in an offense that – at least going into the year, we we were, thought it would be kind of hard to carve out a role in. Yeah, well, you, you, Jarwin, obviously, last year in the, the injury versus the Rams, mm-hmm. everybody was kind of thinking, what are we going to do? Because Schultz was just an unproven commodity on this offense. He showed last year what he could do. I mean, yep. he, he was that guy last year. And this year, he's just a continuation of it. Obviously, you talk about his coach and just instill those great things that you're starting to see. I just love to see our young guys take that curve, that learning curve, and just run with it. And that's what he's doing right now. So, can't fault him for being who he is. But like you said, man, all the things that are not showing up on the stat sheet, 86 is doing. Yeah, he's, he's already, I'm just doing some math, he's already at 45% of what the yardage that he got last year. He's, already at, he's, he's already at 45% of the, of the yards he, he gained last year. Pro Bowl? Yeah. He, he was he, in the conversation last year. Don't, don't be surprised. Exactly. Well, I, I think on a he's bad in that team. conversation right now. Don't yeah. be surprised. He's definitely the best in the, in the NFC West. East. Or, East sorry. NFC yeah. East. Well, I'm trying to think of an NFC tight end that would be better specifically right now. I mean, Gronk is fantastic, but he's also been banged up. He's not available the last couple weeks. Kittle's hurt, right? Yep, Kittle's been banged up. Schultz. Uh, I mean, I'm not saying he's a better player, but in terms of the production he's had, it's hard to argue well, that he would be a Pro Bowl uh, tight end at and, this point. And when an o- you're in an offense that's leading the league in scoring, they're up to 34 points a game right now. Okay. Mm-hmm. Everybody gets more attention. Yep. Yeah, and more. Yeah, more opportunities for him. And and he, I'm not comparing him to Jason Witten, but it is kind of Witten-like right now what he is for Dak. Yeah, a- no. especially the way defenses are playing. Uh, some of that shell stuff and that underneath stuff is there, and and credit to him for finding spots, you know, getting open. 
open. And it helps when, like you said, it's it's receivers running certain routes to get guys open. They're scheming it well too. Yeah, and to your point, you know, the the more success your team has, the more attention that's on a, on the organization, especially when you're the Dallas Cowboys. Um, but there's going to be a lot of guys. I feel if we stay on this track, that will make the Pro Bowl. I remember back in my first year here, we had 13 guys. Oh, seven. Yeah. yeah. 13 guys go to the Pro Bowl. Everybody was on the dog on Pro Bowl. 13 yeah. wins, 13 Pro Bowlers. Yep, that's mm-hmm. what it was. Yeah, and they're at least at this point, it's hard to argue they aren't going to get close to that with the offensive lineman playing well and every skills position player you can really look at. And then Trayvon Diggs on the defensive side of the football. Who's that? Who's that guy? We'll talk about him. How about that? When we come back on the other side of the break, we talk defense on Talking Cowboys. Honey, big news. Gary, are you okay? Oh, I'm not Gary anymore. I'm Jackie Flash. What? See, I want the latest smartphone, but the best deals are only for new customers. So to get a new customer deal, I changed my name to Jackie Flash. Okay, but the best smartphone deals at AT AT&T are for everyone, new and existing customers. That's huge. Then guess who's getting a deal? Is it Jackie Flash? Jackie Flash. It's not complicated. At AT AT&T, our best smartphone deals are for everyone. Restrictions apply. Visit att.com for details. New Dr. Pepper Zero Sugar. You deserve it. I do deserve that. You deserve decadent flavor without sugar. And a day at the beach without sand getting everywhere. And a relaxing bath that your children don't interrupt. I deserve all that? It's really just a visual metaphor for Dr. Pepper Zero Sugar. Everything you want, nothing you don't. A visual metaphor on the radio. I do deserve that. Dr. Pepper Zero Sugar. The zero you deserve is finally here. Before there was a draft, you could size up a cowboy by three simple factors. The crease in his hat, the bend of his brim, and his unbending attitude. A man Stetson didn't just protect him from what life threw at him. It projected a rugged, unstoppable spirit. Stetson hats are still American-made with pride right here in Texas. They're still the unofficial crown of all self-respecting cowboys. And Stetson is proud to be on the field with America's team. Find a retailer nearest you at stetson.com slash cowboys. There's nothing as unique as our eyes, which is why Essilor pioneers ways to make lenses as unique as you. Verilux for super sharp vision, Essential Blue for protection, and Crizal for freedom from glare. Three cutting-edge solutions in a single unique lens. So whatever your needs, insist on Essilor. Visit your local Essilor experts and find the perfect lens for you. See more. Do more. Essilor. Back to Talking Cowboys. Whether you're watching from home or you're cheering in the stands with Essilor lenses, you can see every exciting play. Book an appointment at your local Essilor experts and see what Essilor can do for you. See more. Do more. Essilor on Talking Cowboys, presented by Tostitos. Second segment here, we've got Heckma Harrison, Isaiah Stanback, the official chip and the official dip. <laughs> you missed the dip this morning. Yeah, <laughs> I did, man. Yeah, I did it earlier. It's in hot, man. Coming Isaiah in hot, came okay. in. Hey, at least you got here. I mean, what was it, like two minutes late? Yeah, man, that light got me today. Yeah, the voice yeah. not, not going They were moving a enough. tree in Tostitos Plaza. There was a huge forklift. That was moving, literally picked a tree out the ground and it was backing up. I'm like, really? As I'm rushing here, that's when you want to. That's when you want to back in oh, front I, of me with a tree. I thought you were about to say they were putting up the tree. No, like, no, not Christmas. Up the big no, no. Christmas no, they, tree. They had pulled a tree out the ground. I guess it had died. Oh, got to have the best good. in Tostitos Plaza. Can't have a dead yeah, tree. No, you can't have that happen. No. Well, it's about five weeks of that Christmas spectacular, though. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Ted's already. Oh, he's around, get ready for it. I feel you know, like he works eight months of his right. year on that Christmas. I feel like we were just outside in the in the you know the mobile home. 
Yeah. That was, that was a year ago this week. Yeah. Or next week. Sorry. Was it really? Yeah, it was like it was October 22nd. Yeah. yeah. Whoa, it was cold. I think we should do this. We can do it right Christmas. now. <laughs> we had hot chocolate on deck. Yeah, yeah. Let's, do it. let's do it this month instead yeah. of next month. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it was October 22nd last year. That's wild. Okay. And I, I it was weird because I thought the same thing. I was like, what? wow, it was freezing. It was freezing, yeah. And then I went back into uh I went back and looked at like when it got cold. And, yeah. I mean, all the way up it's, until like the yeah. 20th. October is like that. People man. were wearing short to, sleeves, and then all of a sudden it was freezing. It goes from 90 to 45 over Heck and Isaiah met. I mean, it was a great, yeah, it was was a great two-day stretch there. It was. It was special. It was. Yeah. Chris Beam says he has a live look at the Tostitos Plaza. I don't know if we, oh there it is. See look him, at it. See that, him moving that, it over that, the that thing right there got me. That's <laughs> what that's what Isaiah like I, was talking about. I feel like I was in one of those movies where there's like a robbery going on, you know, and I'm like pulling up and he like backs out, dude holds me, you know, it's like you stay right there. It's all a cover up. Yeah. They're getting into the safe of the army. Yeah, that's interesting. Well, all right. There's the Tostitos Championship Plaza. Maybe <laughs> it's we'll not give anybody any I ideas. Lying, okay. Yeah, don't do that. <laughs> don't try and frame anything. All right. Defense. Uh, what what else is there to say about Trayvon Diggs? I mean, five games for five games, he's had a pick now. Mm-hmm. This one was about as solid of a play as any of the ones he's had previously. I mean, went up, showed off the ball skills. He had a pick. And at some point, we talked about it. There, people are going to just stop throwing his direction. Um, is that point just ever going to come now? I mean, because I feel like they challenged him on multiple occasions. It's almost like the Giants wanted to go at Trayvon Diggs, and he almost made him pay on a couple different t- t- tries. Drew Brees said he wouldn't do it. Yep. Did he? <laughs> on the halftime show last yeah. night, he said, and he was like, nope, I would stay away from him at all costs. The longest halftime show. Yeah, because it was the <laughs> lightning delay. Oh, that's right. Mm-hmm. It's a problem for OCs, right? Because if he's going to travel with your best receiver, what are you supposed to do? Just not throw to Kenny Galladay the entire game. I mean, that's that's an issue. So I I don't know what else you say about him. I the Cowboys haven't had a guy who's the best at his position in the NFL since DeMarcus Ware. It's been almost, on the defensive side. On the defensive right? side. It's mm-hmm. been almost a decade. And when you have that at a premier premier position like a pass rusher or a shutdown corner, I mean, that just lifts your defense completely heck. Mm. Uh, it's special. <laughs> it's special. And what we're witnessing is special. And I think coming into this season, Dan Quinn in his in- initial interview was talking about the emphasis on turnovers and everybody just kind of like, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what you're supposed to do. And you, every team is emphasizing getting turnovers. But when you see it actually happen and we're getting multiple a game, all right, this is what, nine, nine weeks yep. straight. Of, of multiple turnovers. I mean, the only other team to do it was Chicago back in 2010. And I talked about Peanut Tillman. He was the one that started that whole thing. And it's just special, man, when you see a guy like Trayvon Diggs tracking and high point balls the way that he does. I mean, he baited, dude. And he knew he was going to be able to get up and go get that ball. And so I don't know if teams will stop throwing at him because of the way that the read option off the, uh, the offenses are because they're just going with their read. But they have got to – Coming to this game versus come to any game versus the Cowboys and be thinking about not throwing towards seven because he's traveling with the best receivers. But man, it's, he's just making it look easy. And oh, by the way, he should have had two. Yep. He stopped. Yeah. He said three. He said three. I think he did. Did he? Yeah, I think yeah, he, he did. Said he should have three. But yeah. had two I'm just saying two, one. two for sure. He had the the one in the first the first half. It Where was he right cut off Galladay and oh, went man. right in front of him on that little scene or that. He's little just balling slant. right now. He is balling. Especially, would you say that he's an elite DB right now? Yeah, he is playing great ball. 
He was playing great ball. Elite. Yeah. Use the word elite. Yep. Elite. I want to see it keep going. He's doing do a great job. Week. I want to see it. Yeah, yeah, I want to see it every week. I mean, that was that was definitely a great. Uh, you gotta you gotta understand. I'm I'm a, I'm a former player, right? So like yeah. I look at I look at what he did that was amazing, but I also look at, at the bad ball by Glennon too, right? So I don't take anything away. It was an amazing play, but if Glennon would have put the ball where it should have been, it wouldn't have been a pick. You know what I mean? So that's how I look at that's how I look at these plays. Taking nothing away, the ball was there. Go get it. Boom. Yeah. Awesome. But as a quarterback, Glennon. He's watching the film saying, I threw a terrible ball. Yeah. yeah. Right? You know what I'm saying? If I throw a terrible ball, there's a dude out there that can, if I throw a bad ball, if I don't, if I'm not on on point, he's gonna make me pay for it. And that's my point. Mm-hmm. As these guys, as we start facing these other opponents, I don't see to your point, I don't see guys going away from digs. I just see offensive coordinators and quarterback coaches saying, You better put the ball on the money, because if it's not where it should be, he's gonna make you pay for it. Yeah. Ifs, maybe still oh, yeah. Oski. Oh, yeah, you know, sure. it's it still count. Yeah, and absolutely. you know, it's it's all of that. I mean, it's the way that our defense is playing, it's the way that our, our linebacking group uh, at core is playing as well. So I just see a, a special talent, mm-hmm. you know, doing something right now that my goodness, man, could possibly get this guy yeah, a lot it. of kudos and accolades at the end of the year. That's the only thing I have uh, as an argument for what you said, because yeah. I agree it was a bad ball from yeah. Glennon. And you're talking about wanting to keep it going. I agree. Yeah. You, of course you want to see it keep going. Yeah. But at the same time, he's done it for five straight games. Oh, no, I mean, at some point, one pick might be lucky. Two picks might be lucky. Six picks in five yeah. games, that's not lucky. There's nothing coincidental I, 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 about I've it. I've never said the word lucky. I agree, yeah, but I'm yeah. saying you're 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 just putting out the the bad ball from Glennon. Yeah, but he was the saying, one that was in the right place, right time. I'm an analyst, right, and I'm a former player, so I look at the game holistically. I'm taking nothing away from the fact that it was an amazing play. He closed the gap. He cut the cut the ball underneath. He cut underneath him. He got the interception, but he cut underneath him. So that means that the ball was short, yeah. right? So I'm just looking at it from Glennon's standpoint. He was he was beat on a route, seemingly whether he was baiting him or not. It appeared as if he was beat on the route, and it was the underthrown ball. <laughs> he went and got that thing. Great job, right? Yeah. So that, that's all I'm saying. I'm not taking anything away from him or anybody else that makes a play in this league. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying when these guys are, uh, he's going to continue to face the best that the league has. He's going to follow these guys around. I am interested to see him continue to face the best receiver and continue to find ways to shut these guys down and continue to find ways to take the ball away, whether it's him actually getting an interception or whether it's him forcing them to throw somewhere else. Either way, it's working. Either way, he's balling out. He's killing it. He's the best in the league right now. He's with his stats show it. His effect on the game shows it. Taking nothing away. I'm just saying that in that particular play, it was a terrible ball. And some of it is, yeah, it was a backup quarterback in there throwing. Giants lost so many guys to injuries yesterday. Yeah. It was ridiculous. Um, some of it's the product of pressure, too. I mean, yes. they hit the Giants quarterbacks seven times, got a bunch of pressures, no sacks, which is that's why that's why I've always been a Demarcus Lawrence proponent because no, his sacks have not been there the last couple years, but he he affects the quarterback, and that's what they did. Randy Gregory was all over the place again. Yeah, he was in the yesterday, and I a think lot. that helps your DBs a lot. Yep. Um. And, and so, and what we're learning is when it's a fifty-fifty ball, that's he's it. he's yeah, he's going to go get the ball. <laughs> yeah. I mean, absolutely. You know, and that's, and that's what you expect. I, mean, I know we, we talked about when Dan Quinn first got hired on staff, and we talked about their, their ability to get pressure. And the reason why Legion of Boom was so successful is because of the pressure that was up, up front. Right, The front seven created pressure. It allows for your DBs to play a little bit stickier, a little bit, a little bit more aggressively. And guess what? These things happen. The balls aren't going to be as precise because of the pressure. Right, The ball isn't going to be exactly where the quarterback wants the ball to be. So guess what? When you have those opportunities, we talked about the length in the draft and McQuamu and all these other guys that they drafted and they brought in, Nation Wright, that we haven't even 
even seen yet, right? Really, aside from special teams, and the length and their ability to get in the lanes and get their arms up and, and have all these abilities, it's all because of the, the continuity of the team. It is the complementary ball. Your guys up front take care of business. They create pressure. Pressure forces quarterbacks to move their feet. That means that their delivery is not going to be the way it needs to. Ball isn't going to be as accurate as it would have been had they not had that pressure, which enables these guys to go out there and be athletic and make plays. It's a great team effort, and he's been the benefactor of it, which means that the Dallas Cowboys are doing well. I think the best part about Trayvon Diggs yesterday, the most impressive part, I should say, is the fact that it wasn't just the pick. Sure, he got another yeah. pick. The streak continues, but it was the fact that he had his hands on four footballs. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he, he even, even the one Daniel <laughs> Jones was trying to throw away, he still caught the yeah. ball. <laughs> what? When has this ever happened? Yeah. I mean, we said, it, we, said, I agree. we said we said on a post game show. I know he wished he hit his legs. He had some go-go gadget legs <laughs> on the one on the sideline because that was nasty. That was nasty. Oh, Those man. are the plays that make me go. Ooh. You know, when they say a rising tide lifts all boats, it's true with this defense. When yes. you have a guy out there playing like that, it makes everything better for everybody. And my man AB, I told y'all, mm-hmm. AB should be starting. I told y'all we, you know, smelly sticker alert. Oh, I forgot to get the helmet. What am I doing? Well, I don't know what you're doing. Oh, I'm going to run upstairs and break. I'm going to run upstairs. I mean, but just, man, everybody, everybody on the defense. And yesterday, yeah. I mean, even, you know, there was some criticism. For Michael Parsons, that you know he wasn't the Micah that we had been used to seeing, but he led the team in tackles. He had more pressures than anyone else, and so man, if he's going to be silent but deadly like that, I like that. Yeah, I, I would disagree <laughs> with anybody who said Michael Parsons didn't have a good game. I would definitely disagree with them. But hit the goal line stance that he that he was a part of, and where he kind of flicked on the inside on, and, and came in. How there. strong he oh, was yeah. at the point of contact, yes. not allowing guys to push him back a couple he times. He didn't budge an inch. You see how right? you you see how you turn when you want to make your point on Micah playing linebacker. I need you. To be just like that when elite status is, is saying, I'm just just come on now. Well, come on. With, with Trayvon? <laughs> with Diggs. You see what his whole his whole thing just lit up when he was saying Micah and linebacker. I don't know what I have to say to say that, that Trayvon Diggs is balling. No, I'm, just, I'm messing with you, dog. <laughs> yeah, no. Come on. Uh, <laughs> former player mentality. You yeah, gotta do it every single week. Coaches yeah. tell you. He's doing it every week. Yeah, he I mean, is doing it every yeah, week. Yeah, so I mean, uh, yeah. Yeah. Back to Micah. Yeah, I, I yeah. Got you. Micah, Micah's playing really, really good ball. Um I mentioned last week that I didn't think that was his his best game obviously statistically but he's having an impact everywhere that's why I like him at the second level because he impacts the game in so many different ways or instead of just throwing him at, at end which he got sprinkled in there yesterday too he um, had three hurries yeah yeah so him, hits, he, he's, he's getting back there but I mean I was impressed by his goal line stance yeah. that's tough yeah. now when you see those guys meet up at the goal literally at the goal line and want, they, they go nowhere as a stalemate yeah. right when one guy has momentum the other guy's just coming up to, to create contact as and he literally pushes them back and he's digging his feet in the ground I'm watching that like like, this dude's strong. Yeah. He's no, strong. He, he definitely delivered a lick. But, you know, got to credit the, the Giants' offensive line. They went a lot of max protect yesterday to try and, you know, get Glennon, uh, keep Glennon protected in Jones yesterday. But, you know, as much as we could not get pressure on the quarterback or get a sack, Man, there was some holding calls that just didn't get called, man. I mean, come on, refs. I mean, I felt like every play, Randy Gregory, they were holding the heck out of 94. But still, you know, that was just our first game without a sack. Yes, this year. Is it, yeah. No, 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 because uh, so. we didn't get a sack at Tampa. True. Oh, you're true right. That, you're that, right. Good, Good call. Talk. So, but kind of going along with the lines of the second level and sure tackling, gang tackling. I mean, we, we've seen it week to week this year. That's part of the, the fundamental Dan Quinn improvements is the fact that this team knows how to tackle compared to ones we've seen over the last decade almost here in Dallas. But I hate I hated the result of this play. 
It was my least favorite part of the entire game, and it was the Daniel Jones Mm -hmm. play at the goal line. Hated the result. I loved the fundamental Mm -hmm. competitiveness from the two rookies, two backup rookies getting outside. When's the last time you've said in a goal line stand where the game is still very tight that two backup defenders that are both happen to be rookies Mm -hmm. came out and made a goal line stand in open field? I don't know if you could say that's ever happened in a Cowboy uniform, or at least not in a long time. It's It was the worst possible result, and honestly, our, our well wishes are with yeah. Daniel Jones going into that concussion protocol because that was scary. But, man, that was a fantastic play. No, I love to see it. I love to see Jabril Cox and the speed that he displayed in beating Daniel Jones mm-hmm. that you know is super athletic as well Quick to the to the pylon. You know, it's yeah, it's unfortunate. Uh, it's a running play. It, it can happen on any play, mm-hmm. you know, but – it, it didn't seem like anything malicious uh, no, from no, from cool Cox, um, and I just you know what yeah. the, the stuff that you know will be said. But For I sure. just felt I felt as though you know it was a good tackle, and it just showed it showed his speed more than anything because it looked like Daniel Jones initially had an angle. Yeah, so it's no we keep talking about Dan Quinn and his ability to put guys in position to be successful based upon their skill sets, their attributes, and what they do best. This was a perfect example of it. Why would Jabril Cox be in the game playing on the edge? on the goal line, if they didn't know that there was a high probability that Daniel Jones was going to try to keep this thing and try to run to the sideline. They needed their best guy on the edge to be able to run that down just in case they called that play. And he was in the goal line package this week. Absolutely. Yep. So Jabril Cox, was he would not be in the game any other time. Let's, let's, he's working his way into right. the system. He was there not only because Jalen Smith was gone. He was there because of what he does well. And had Daniel Jones, which he did, decide to keep the ball, I need my best guy with those abilities to be able to run this down, and boom, that's exactly what happened. Yep, taking the most of your opportunities. He only had four defensive snaps, by the way. Mm. (laughs) Yeah, probably all of those were near the goal line. So Dan Quinn says on that play, you're in here right here because I need you there just in case. And by the way, just real quick, the linebacker snaps. Micah gets 63 snaps. Nice. Keanu Neal's back. He gets 34. Van Der Esch, 31. And then we've talked about their big nickel package. Javon Kirst plays every snap. Hooker works in there with KZ. Yeah. There weren't snaps for Jalen Smith. I mean, there wasn't – that role was was reducing, and that's you, you saw what they did in this game as well. How did you feel about the the swipe? Heckler? I felt good about it. From LVE? Yeah. I felt good about it. He didn't it. even know I, he did it. He didn't? No, in he, a post-game he, interview, he post-game, didn't Post-game, he said, he was like, I, I, I kind of blanked out. I just kind of did it. And, right, I mean, that's right, his, like, I mean, that's that's his guy. Yeah, that's his guy. You know what I mean? Yeah, straight up. He swiped into the wolf. Let me tell you something. It was a combination. Let me tell you something. It was a metamorphosis. If something were to happen to you on this show, and we go to the Essilore, we're doing it. Boom, there it is. There's too much palm. My man, you got to help me out. <laughs> no, I I have no problem with it. I have no problem with it. I did notice it. I mean, I pointed it out as yeah, soon as no, it happened. I was awesome. like, oh, he I, just swiped. I, 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 I love it. it. Nothing. I, I love it, man. Wrong. People need to understand. I I, I talked about it yesterday on the, on the post game show, but there's this it's work, right? And these are actually it was a pregame show. It, you're, it's work, right? We're, we're this 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 is work. We're coworkers. Right, we're coworkers, and at a certain at a certain point, there's there's certain jobs that you have, and there's certain environments you have that you, these are your coworkers, and then there's certain jobs and certain environments where they become your brothers or mm-hmm. sisters, right? Depending on whatever environment you're in, and so there that was his brother, right? So when you got people talking bad about your brother, 
right? When you have something, when your brother just got released from the team, right? At a, at a drop of a drop of a dime, right? You did no no expectation whatsoever, um, no anticipation of that happening. They cut your brother, and then all of a sudden, people start bad mouthing him. You gonna feel some type of way about that, of course. So you saw that in the interview with LVE at practice on whatever day it was Friday or whatever. Um, he was emotionally, he was ticked off. He was ticked off, and when you care about somebody, that's the response that you should get. Yeah. So I was happy to see LVE make that play, swiping into the into the lone wolf. And, and you talk about the goal line stand for Micah and the tackle that he made. Yes. What about the tackle that LVE, LVE made, made right there? Really that's what nice that's where the whole thing, the swipe and how came out. Yep. So. Yeah, and a tackle for loss. I think it was the only tackle for loss the Cowboys had in the game, if I'm not mistaken. I'm looking at it right now. Uh, I have. I don't have it up. And but, again, I mean, and it wasn't. Again, it wasn't perfect defensively. You nope. know, they're still giving up too many big plays in the passing game. Dan Quinn talked about that last week. Kadarius um, Tony. He you couldn't stop him. Um, he stopped himself by getting kicked out of the game. Yeah, it was the dumbest thing ever. But you know, it's they a gave rookie up. Move. It was. It was they a, gave up. Well, yeah. t- I mean, division he, games will do that. Yep. You know. Uh, but giving up pass plays of 38, 35, 28, 26, uh, they gotta they gotta work on that. But you know, it's good that it's not perfect in week five and you're yes. four and one. Facts. You know, mm, I love the way that you just put that. All right, we're about to see that Shannon race speed. Whenever I get up, I'm going to get the helmet and the smelly Ooh, stickers when we too. come back. It's well, I've, you're going to be timed <laughs> on the break. Heckma, you take over if I'm a little late, and then I'll you know pop I right back in. All right, you, all right, we'll be right back here on Talking Cowboys. As soon as he crosses that door. Hi, I'm Clint Tillerson with United Ag and Turf. Before you can park yourself in front of the game, park yourself in a John Deere and power through your chores. Our Land Run package is a 1025R, 25-horsepower tractor with a loader, rotary cutter, and a box blade for $229 a month. And the price you see is the price you'll pay. No surprises. So don't miss another kickoff. Visit unitedagandturf.com. Offer ends February 1st, 2021. Restrictions apply. See dealer for details. Now let's get to work. The Cowboys way. Where 16 Hall of Famers and five championships shows us what success looks like. Where turkey is always the second best part of Thanksgiving Day. Where we are all defined by one single thing, the star. Where we as fans know it's our job to keep the tradition going. Bank of America is proud to be the official bank of the Dallas Cowboys and to support the quest of living life the Cowboys way. Copyright 2020, Bank of America Corporation. Want to use what the pros use? How about the official men's skincare brand of the Dallas Cowboys, Jack Black? Right now, you can get the Jack Black Starter, a curated collection of Cowboys locker room favorites for just 10 bucks with free shipping. The starter includes four Jack Black skincare favorites plus a full-sized intense therapy lip balm. Go to getjackblack.com cowboys and use the code word TEAMJB. That's getjackblack.com cowboys. The Jack Black Starter, 10 bucks. Free shipping. Honey, big news. Gary, are you okay? Oh, I'm not Gary anymore. I'm Jackie Flash. What? See, I want the latest smartphone, but the best deals are only for new customers. So to get a new customer deal, I changed my name to Jackie Flash. Okay, but the best smartphone deals at AT AT&T are for everyone, new and existing customers. That's huge. Then guess who's getting a deal? Is it Jackie Flash? Jackie Flash. It's not complicated. At AT&T, our best smartphone deals are for everyone. Restrictions apply. Visit att.com for details. Back to Talking Cowboys. <laughs> Welcome back here to Talking Cowboys presented by Tostitos. 
Chris Beam throwing out some fire in the break. I love it. He's in his bag. It's a great people, great pay replay. You've heard that Jason Witten has joined the Caliber Collision team. If you want to join him and do great work with great people for great pay, apply now at jobsatcaliber.com. That's jobsatcaliber.com. Final segment. Of talking Cowboys. You made it. You made it. You made it. (laughs) How you feeling? Little little out of breath. You pull a hamstring? No, my foot hurts though. I didn't realize that. Why you got on those Gucci Gucci slippers? Yeah, I'm not in my my running shoes, I guess. Uh, But yeah, no, so it is a uh, smelly sticker Monday. It also was a 40 burger again for the Dallas Cowboys. So I brought some free burgers for everybody. Boom. I like no, I can't, I can't oh, take that back. Take that back. Well, you know somebody. Okay, you can't can eat it. Heck, you got till you March. You can't eat it, but you can do that later. <sighs> Don't tempt me. Don't tempt me. You got till March till can't this, do it. this can't fake do competition it. we're having. Can't fake. No, I got no, called no, no, out again no. another day. You can't day. eat it. Yeah, you can't eat it, but Just you can give it to somebody else. Okay. Can't. can't even do it? Okay. Yeah. But yeah, I'm giving out free Whataburger coupons. Isaiah, I know you don't meet, eat meat, but That's you can good. give it to somebody. I give it to somebody. I like, their, I like their breakfast. I will, I will use this. There you go. I will yes. use it as well. And anyway, don't worry. I've got CBZ in the back. I got you one. All right. Smelly <laughs> sticker time. I don't know what Isaiah is showing on his iPad, and I do not want to even know, honestly. <laughs> I, don't wanna, <laughs> I don't want to know this uh, that search history between the two. All right, Heckma Harrison, I'll let you go first. Who is your smelly sticker for the 44-20 win over the Giants? Well, my smelly sticker goes to the guy that I've believed in from the start. Mm. No, I'm just joking, man. Look, A.B., a lot of criticism been thrown your way, and over the last four games, your if we don't care about PFF, but your grade has been going up every single week, and you finally got yourself – a pick six, and the band was playing on your way into the mm. end zone. So my mango smelly stick is going to go to my man, A.B. Nice. I like it. By the way, that pick six was, like, probably the biggest reaction I've ever had in studio because I was typing out a tweet that said I need a defensive touchdown for my score prediction to be right. And then as I was typing it out, I hear Caden in my IFB before the postgame show. He goes, there you go. There you go, Kyle. And I turn around and I see AB going to the house. And I was like, yeah. And I ran around the studio pretty hyped about it. So I got my score prediction right. And the gut feeling. He caught it. Yeah, everything about your gut feeling. It was fantastic. It was pretty dope. All All right. right. uh, My smelly sticker, all right, is going to be. There's a little hard candy right here. You know, hard candy, they don't have expiration dates. Ooh. You know what I'm saying? They're very durable. Ooh. And um, I want to give this this smelly snicker to my guy, Dak Prescott, because yes. I, too, have had a very traumatic injury. And I, too, understand the mental strain and, t- and the toughness and resilience that it really requires to come back from that. You overcame it. Good job, smelly sticker. Nice. Nice. I like that one a lot. Good job. Everybody claps for Dak Prescott. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Rob. I've got a... Pineapple on a bicycle. That's cute. Nice. Wow. I feel like I accidentally give you the pineapples every week. I like them. You like like the pineapples? Okay. I want to give this. Can I give this to Nick Saban? Is that weird? (laughs) Can I I do that? (laughs) This is weird. Wow. Can I give it to Nick Saban slash Trayvon Diggs? Oh. Yes. No, this isn't about Saturday. I thought you were just messing. Oh, I thought you were being savage about A&M beating Alabama. No. That's the sneak. Go ahead, man. Yeah. Sorry about the loss, Coach. Sorry, not sorry. Mm-hmm. Uh, if it wasn't for Nick Saban, Trayvon Diggs would not be a cornerback in this league. Facts. 
He talked about it last night. He's, I, I didn't know this. He said, when I found out they were moving me at Bama from receiver to corner, I was crying. He said he called, he called his brother, Stefan, and, and was upset about it. And I asked him, well, what was Nick's selling point? And he said, look, they're looking for guys with your body type in the NFL to play corner, and you have rare ball skills to do it. And he bought into it, and now he's going next week against New England with a chance to tie the NFL record for most games in a row with a, with a pick, mm-hmm. six. They're Coach awesome. Saban. Great story. Nice job, Coach. That's actually really, really cool. I'll I'll let it I'll let it slide. I thought, we'll I thought it, we'll, Rob was <laughs> no, making I references on the Texas A and M win. Shade. But we'll that get, was shade. That's really cool. A little bit. No, we'll get Slight beat by shade. sixty like by them next year. Just wait. That's just fair. wait. I feel bad for Mississippi State. That's who's got them next. There you go. Mm. Just That's mark bad. Mark number seven with an assist from Coach Saban. How okay, I, I might just put Saban across it. Okay. All right. I've got a peach because Dalton Schultz is just peachy. peachy. <laughs> Duh. Because Dalton Schultz again. <laughs> He gets under sun a little bit. I mean, he's he's been a solid player. He hasn't done anything over the top. He hasn't done anything overly spectacular. But whenever you need a guy to make a play and you need a target, Dalton Schultz has usually been that man through the first five weeks of the year. So number 86 gets a peach. Mm, I like as that. Peachy like as he's been through I the like first that. couple weeks of the year. Here's our update on our smelly stickers. You can see it right here if you're watching, if you're listening. It's starting to load up the back half of the helmet because the Cowboys keep on winning. We do it every Victory Monday right here on Talking Cowboys. But that does it for us here this week. Of course, be sure to join us tomorrow. We got fan calls. We want to hear you, Cowboys Nation. Tell us about what you think about this team as they've won four straight for the first time since 2018. And we keep getting those dubs. For Heckma Harrison, Rob Phillips, Isaiah Stanback, for Chris Beam in the back, I'm Kyle Yeoman saying so long. We'll see you tomorrow on Talking Cowboys. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah!